Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Yorker, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, joined by my good friend and co-host, Cody Frankel. And obviously, we wish this was a more positive, upbeat episode. But as everyone is aware, the season has come to an end, unfortunately. But I think, you know, as far as Cody and I stand, we're all in good spirits. Cody, I don't want to say anything for you. So, you know, what are your thoughts as we're a day removed from the Rangers season being over? Just a big sigh. Yeah, no, listen, we've said it many times. This team overperformed this year and surpassed every expectation we could have asked for. Of course, the situation sucks. You know, you 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 have the sight of the cup fresh in your eyes or, or making it there at least. And, you know, it's, it's tough because, of course, you don't know how long it will take for you to get back there. But the positive notes are this team has an incredibly bright future. I do truly believe that this is going to be the Rangers core that brings a cut back to New York. I truly do believe that, um, you know, whether it's next year or whether it's in four years, but I do believe this is going to be the core that gets it done. Um, you know, it's, it's great that we have, I think, I think it's like seven guys, like our core seven or whatever, all locked up um, for at least the next five seasons. So that's great. And yeah, I mean, listen, it was, it, it was tough. Um, I'm, I'm laughing because me and Johnny unintentionally are both wearing our kid line shirts and who knows if we're ever going to see them again. <laughs> yeah. The kid line could be dead with all the capo caco stuff that happened in game six, which we'll get into a little bit later in the episode, but I want to say something quick as well, as far as yeah. just the whole end of the season vibe goes, I'm not a huge moral victory guy. I don't, you know, try to take the moral victories and everything. Like that's what, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs have done the last couple of years. And obviously you have to win, right? Like that's what you right. want as a fan. You want your team to win. And sure. The Rangers were two wins away from getting to the Stanley cup final when they weren't supposed to be there. I do think they didn't stand a chance against Colorado, which is like the light at the end of the tunnel. I think Colorado is just a whole different animal this year. I really do think it's their year. So where I am really upset the season's over, I didn't love our chances against the abs. Not that I didn't believe in this team, but you know, putting a realistic hat on here. Come on. It just bring it just brings me back to to Rangers Kings, man. Like we were supposed to dominate the Kings. The Kings were weren't they like the 6 seed and then they ended up busting us up. So I I don't know. I mean, listen. The mm-hmm. Avs are a fantastic team, no question about it. Um, you know, they're I listen. I hedged my bet at the very beginning of the season and I put money on the Avs to win the cup and then I also put money on the Rangers to win the cup. Um, and you know, it, it would have been best of both worlds if it was Rangers abs. Cause then I was winning, I was winning Auto money win. no matter what, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I would have, I would have gladly, uh, lost my money that I put on the abs if the Rangers had won, obviously. <laughs> um, but unfortunately that's not the situation. Um, so now I'm rooting for the abs because then I'll win some money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it would have been tough. It would have been tough for sure. There's no question about it. This abs team is incredibly talented, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like 
you know, if, if the Rangers did come back yesterday, one could have said they were a team of destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like things worked out. Kadri wouldn't be playing like not, not that he's like, you know, he, he's a great player. No, he's a big, he's a big player for the Avalanche. For sure. For yeah. sure. But I mean, they have Landis Cog, they have Ranton in, they have McKinnon, they have McCarr, like, you know, the, the list goes on and on. Um, but that being said, unfortunately it didn't go our way, but this team will be back. And yeah. that I am very confident in and i do believe that this is going to be the team that brings the cup to new york city mm-hmm. and as a hockey fan though like just what i was trying to um get at just quickly was that i, I think this makes for a better series like as a hockey fan tampa versus colorado I, yeah I, I of just, course i mean it's like two yeah. titans and you know ever i mean listen people were counting the rangers out mm-hmm. since except maybe pittsburgh i mean you know a lot of people thought we we're going to win that whatever but even some analysts said Pittsburgh was going to win, whatever. But like we've been, we've been counting out the entire time, you know. Like everybody was like, "Oh, Tampa and five, Tampa and five, whatever." Yeah, one six, yeah, whatever. But you know, we had we had them on the ropes at one point. We did, and we just ran out of gas. Well, let me ask you this because this has been a huge debate uh, in the NHL office that I was at the last two weeks. We were talking about: Would you rather your team make it all the way and lose and feel that heartbreak, or not make the playoffs at all? make it to the cup and lose or not make the playoffs at all. I'm going to say make it to the cup and lose, even Mm -hmm. though that's the worst feeling ever. I remember how it was in 14. I remember as a Yankee fan, how it was in, you know, 08 and, and and whatever. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. And the reasoning is chances are, if you're not making the playoffs at all, you're not making it next year either. Most Mm -hmm. likely, Uh, you know, the Rangers did this year, whatever, but that's because their rebuild was done. Most teams that didn't make the playoffs this year, except for maybe the Islanders probably aren't making it next year. So that being said, I know if my team is making the cup, as long as it's not like the last leg of a rebuild, like for example, Boston, Boston might be screwed because Boston, yeah. I would not be surprised if they blow it all up. Mm-hmm. Like Bergeron might started, be gone. It seems like. Right. Right. So that being said, I, I think I would go with the latter for sure. I'm the same That's way, probably. but uh, I know like a lot of, you know, Leafs fans or other organizations that have just felt so much pain were like, I'd rather not even like have hope, you know, I'd rather just be hopeless. But for me, like, I, I, I honestly think the last six weeks have been like the most fun six weeks that I've had in the, in a, in a long time. Oh, no question about like, it. Like, and that's what I think to me is worth it. Right. Like I, I actually thought I'd be way more upset today than I was because mm-hmm. I kind of, I mean, anyone who watched the last three games of the series was like, okay, they're, they're kind of cooked. You know, yeah, like, I, well, is, I, I told you this, man, and I, yeah. I hate to be right in this instant. Mm-hmm. I hate it, but I said if they lost Game Five, like you're, you're, it's gonna be all, all the odds in the world are stacked against you mm-hmm. to come back. Leo agrees with me clearly, yeah. but um, <laughs> all the odds in the world are stacked against you to come back when you you lose three straight, and then now you got to go win on the road. Like that's you know all the momentum in the world is kind of like against you, and it's is a really tough thing to come back from, especially when a team like the Rangers is gassed. I mean, they played so many games, so it's, it's something like that, but yeah, it is what it is. Well, on that note, I do want to throw in a quick clip from John Cooper's press conference after the game. Cause Cooper had such high praise for the Rangers. So I'm going to play that right now, really quick. That Ranger team, uh, Gerard Gallant's going to be sitting here in not too long, a future. Um, they, but it's hard. And when you go seven, you go seven, you go six. That was their 20th playoff game in 40 days. Like, our guys, it's hard to play 20 regular season games in 40 days, let alone playoff games. And for them to get as far as they did and do it, 
it's uh, I'm amazed by what they did, let alone what we did. And so <clears throat> the playoffs at times can be a war of attrition. And I think in the end, the layoff helped us. Didn't early, but no layoff hurt them and, and the long series. And listen, it's, uh, I mean, these games are 2-1, 3-2. They're all extremely tight games. But we they gave us everything. And again, like I said, they just had to play a lot of games. And, and uh, it, was, it benefited us in the end. Yeah, that was a really great clip. Uh, Cooper's a great coach clearly noble and, you know, respected this Rangers team. And I, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I completely agree. And I know there's a lot of people questioning Gerard Gallant's coaching decisions. And maybe people say he was outcoached mm-hmm. throughout the playoffs, which, you know, he definitely could have been at certain times. I know obviously his X's and O's aren't the most impressive as far as you can't NHL. say he wasn't. Is, no, is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I don't think he made many adjustments throughout the playoffs, but the adjustments he made, I thought he just overthought it. Yeah, what I'm going to say is Gallant is a great coach. He really is. Uh, I do think he's, the, you know, the right coach for this job. He is a player's coach, which obviously the players love and so on. But in situations like that with the playoffs, uh, it, you know, he, you can't say he wasn't outcoached. I mean, he, he made some questionable decisions. And I think the reason that the Rangers came back was because of the players, not the coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like when we came back three to one, when we came back against the Canes, like, that was the player's will, not Galant's will. Um, but that being said, he is a he is a very good coach, and I like him. I really do like him. Uh, you know, I I obviously didn't agree with Kako getting benched over there. You know, but well, I want to touch on the Kako thing because if we're gonna dive into it, we can. But also to Galant's defense, the coaches he went up against are three pretty fucking elite coaches. Uh, yeah, no question. Mike Sullivan, Rod Brendamore, and John Cooper. Yeah, I mean, listen, know. two of them, com- two of them combined have five cups. So it's like, or four cups. So, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's tough. And then Brendan Moore is a fantastic coach. I've said it to you many times. I think he's top three in the NHL. So, um, him besting two of them in the end is definitely a little ego boost for sure for him. And listen, he said he was proud of this team. And I, I think all Ranger fans and myself and yourself included can agree. Like we're incredibly proud of this team. It just, was unfortunate how it played out. And yeah, and you can't expect to go for three game sevens and, you know, make it to the cup and then try and win the cup. It's just too tough. Yeah. And to that note, I think just going back to the Kako thing, I, I there can't actually be people out there who think that if Capo Kako was in the lineup last night, there's a different outcome. No, no, like, no, no, no. There's no, I, I don't agree I, with scratching him, but I don't think he plays a major yeah, effect in yeah, that game where we win that no. game. No. Yeah. That, that, if that's being said, I completely disagree with, he had five points in 20 games or 19 games. Like he wasn't doing much of anything. in in that regards, he was definitely he was playing, playing great. He no, was, no, no, playing, he was playing a heavy game. He was playing. No, he had a really bad Tampa series, but he, yeah. he had his first two series. He played great for sure. But that being said, I don't think him being in that lineup would have made every, any difference. Cause most likely if he was in the lineup, he was getting put on the fourth line for sure. So it is what it is, but um, did you have anything more to say about him? Otherwise, I think we can get into some uh, player season grades and, and playoff grades. Well, I just think this just gives us a story to talk about all summer because of Emily Kaplan's interview with, with Gerard Gallant when he just goes, nope, not going to talk about it. And I know. What, what do you yeah. think that was about? I, it's actually funny because I was, uh, you know, I, I got to see those interviews like five minutes ahead of when they're actually live on TV. Oh, cool. Kind of hear like Emily like laughing about it after he said it and stuff. It was it was kind of funny, but um, rumor rumor has it that Chris Drury is not Capo Caco's biggest fan. 
Um, really? Which I didn't know, and I won't share the source on that, but that was the uh, the word around town is that Drury is not the biggest fan of Capocacco. So um, I think maybe Gallant was steered in a direction to scratch him. And Did you say you said Keenan Thompson's the one who told you that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But no, but but that's the one thing where I'm like, the only thing that I was kind of rattled about was the fact that Ryan Strom played and he was basically playing on one leg. That like, decision made that decision made no sense to me. And then he got taken out in the second. It just made no sense yeah. to me. It was just a waste. And he was he was as ineffective as could be in the mm-hmm. game as well. He looked sluggish. He was getting blown by him. I mean, but dude, he, he was on one leg. He, I know, I know. Watching, but like, like, I know. I mean, like, I listen, felt so I, bad for the guy. He was set up to fa- he was set up to fail. Yeah. And it's funny. I, I kept referencing the uh, the scene in Miracle where like McClanahan's like, "You want me to play on one leg? I'll play on one leg." And then Herb just like walks out and goes, "You think that'll fire him up or whatever?" Like, you know, that scene when McClanahan gets hurt and they're only down to like, you know, what I'm talking about you seen Miracle before? We're family, Herb. Yeah. <laughs> Have I seen Miracle before? It's like my favorite movie ever, bro. Well, I told you I got react. COVID. I got COVID from the Miracle Lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. I forgot about that. But yeah, you want to dive into the grades now? Yeah, let's do it. So let's grade each player in the starting lineup as well as Gallant. Um, I think we should do like a regular season playoffs combo, you know? You like, don't want so- to separate them? I, yeah, I guess it, it's going to play. It's going to play an effect for sure. For, it has to. I yeah. mean, it has to. It, yeah. it, it really has to. All right. So let's start with Kreider, Zibby, and Vetrano. Line A, line one. Um, Kreider, I'm going with an A minus. Mm-hmm. I think in regular season, I, I would have given him an A for sure or an A plus. And then, you know, I think playoffs a little less, maybe like a B plus or something. So I'm going to go with that for Kreider. Zibby, I'm going with an A across the board. I, I think he had a really good playoffs. Obviously, the last. You know, three, four games, Sorelli shut him down. But I did think he had a really good playoffs. And Betrano, I think he did everything we asked from him and more. So I'm going to go with an A- minus for him as well. These are very kind. I would love to hear the other Rangers podcasts, but they grade these guys. I feel like everyone's just like, oh, fuck. No, no, this plus. is actually, believe it or not, this is like my only line of like niceness. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more, honestly. I think Kreider, and, and I'm, I'm so team, like Kreider played great in the playoffs. Like, I don't see why anyone can hate on him. Dude, he had 10 fucking goals in 20 games. Yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. In the playoffs overall, he did. I just thought when we needed him the most against Tampa, he was shut down, but at the same time, like we needed him the everyone most, the entire playoffs. Yeah, like, everyone was right, shut down against right. Tampa. Kreider so like, showed up in the biggest games in game yeah, sevens. He, yeah, he was, he was amazing. I thought in the in those games, like everyone Hence got shut I down gave against him an Tampa. A minus. Yeah, Hence so I'm, I'm gonna him. agree with you. I'll agree with you on the A minus with with Kreider, and then I think Mika just put his, put this team on his back. So I'm gonna go with the for A sure. Well. I mean, you know, he'll get the he'll get the shit for sure for being shut down those last four games. I think he had one point in four games, but mm-hmm. like. I mean, look at that. So he had one point in four games. Dude, he had 23 points in, in the first 16 games. Like, that's crazy. No, so, that was awesome. Yeah. And then I'm, I I actually agree with you completely on this first line. And I'm going A-plus for Frankie Vitrano. I mean, he I was, went A-minus, but oh, A-minus? You're, you're too kind. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I just think I've, I've been saying it, I think, all playoffs long. He was the biggest surprise in, in the best possible for, way. For sure. It, yeah. So funny enough, in playoffs, I'd actually give him an A. In season, I'd give him a B-plus. So I'm, that's why I'm settling on the A-minus. Interesting. Why, why in season B plus? Um, I think he cooled off there towards the end of the regular season. Like those, remember when we got him, like the first 10 games, he went off and had all these goals and then he kind of just cooled off a little bit, but in playoffs, he came right back and was, you know, played his, played his ass off mm-hmm. quite frankly. So I I'm going to go with the A minus there. Um, Johnny a plus you heard it first. Mm-hmm. All right. Now Panarin Strom cop, this one's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to let you go first. 
Panarin Strom Cop. Panarin Strom. I mean Panarin. Okay, so I'll start with Panarin. And this one's tough. Um, I know, so tough. It's probably the toughest one. Definitely the toughest one. And I'm gonna say B plus. Okay. Because do you do you are you on the same I went, page? I went B. You went B. Okay. So I I'm B. saying I'm saying B plus because he went so above and beyond in the regular season, playing with Dryden Hunt and Ryan Strom for most of the year. Regular season, I gave him like ninety six points, like on yeah. that line, like that's insane, man. Like yeah. he was fucking incredible. And even the playoffs, like I know a lot of people said he was invisible, whatever you want to call it. The guy had sixteen points, twenty games. He wasn't invisible. He had points. He showed up. He wasn't his best. He wasn't so dominant, but he wasn't fucking nothing. You know. The, the so I think people are just that. a little too harsh. He no, he had games where he played great. Like I thought, game four and five, he was arguably our top two best player alongside yeah. he Igor. Was one and two, he was amazing. Yeah. Also, the Tampa yeah. Season. So yeah, game one and two, he was fine as well. But then, for example, games three and six, he was completely invisible. Are you laughing because I just burped? You held in a hiccup or a burp or something? Yeah, yeah, it was a hiccup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so game three and six, I thought he was you know invisible, and then the same thing. I mean, it was all. Pittsburgh Penguin season, uh, Pittsburgh Penguin series. It was the same thing, right? Game seven takes us to the promised land, mm-hmm. but a couple other games, he was invisible, whatever. So for me, regular season, no brainer a, and then in the playoffs, I, I would give him like a CC plus. Really? Wow. Yeah. So you're going straight B on that one. Yep. B. Okay. And now here's, <laughs> here's the Dude. tough one, right? Here's Ryan Strom, man. I don't know. I, I uh, I went F for Strom and this, no, I'm kidding. I didn't <laughs> but um, I gave him a, I gave him a C plus. Yeah, I, I think I I'd, a C plus. I think I'd be in the C plus C minus range. I also just I really thought he'd step it up. I really thought if the Rangers were going to go, fans on love run, him though. You were right. He's he's all fans talk about. So you were right. <laughs> fans love hating him so much. Exactly. Yeah, they love hating him. I mean, I think it's clear that he's not a priority now. Um, for sure, played himself out of that. Easily. I think I think it's C C minus. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, simply, but, but I think a lot of it also is just my expectations that I had, like your second line center has to be really, really good. If you want to win the Stanley cup and look at Sorelli, man, like he's been, but he wasn't an offensive monster, but the no. difference was he was a defensive wizard. Yeah, and that was the difference, right? Regular season. Sorelli was a great player, like 45 points, 20 goals, something like that. Very, very similar to Strom, right? Mm-hmm. Strom had like 56, whatever, very similar players. The difference was when it came down to it, in the playoffs, Strom was just, quite frankly, very tough to watch. And Sorelli, you saw what he did to Mika. He was a defensive wizard, absolute shutdown guy, won face-offs, did what he needed to do, and they're there, we're here. So I, I, I think being a little tough on Strom, and listen, he's going to get a ton of flack, and he's probably been getting a ton of flack, oh, but yeah. I, I think it's kind of warranted. If I'm being honest, I think it's kind of warranted. So... I'm going with a, you know, a C, C plus for him. Um, how about copper? Cause he's well, another one that, well, one more thing about Strom that I think is just like, not that evident is like uh-huh. his presence, like definitely has something to do with like the feng shui of the team, you know, where the games that he was out, I don't, I don't know if they were missing. I don't know. Something. He was, wasn't he out game four and we got smashed Dude, or he was, the, he was in game four. Even the power play though, you could sense when Strom wasn't on the power play unit, like they had Heedle out there in his bumper position and cop was there a couple times. Like just something about it didn't mesh well when Strom wasn't there. Funny enough, you say that I'm laughing because I was just talking about it with my buddy, Adam today. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want Strom if, if he was re-signed, I'd want him off the power play and I would love to see Lafreniere get a shot on power play one. 
I think he deserves that shot. And well, where would you put him? You would put him in Strom's position. He's not yeah, really a yeah. bumper. I would, I would guy. put him in the, I would put him in the bumper and give him a shot because listen, worst case scenario, he fails and you take him right off, but give him, give him a shot. I think he, he's done more than enough to prove himself. You know what I mean? And, and give him that shot on power play one. I don't know. I would like to see that next season. Yeah. But I think he also bounces out that second unit so much, right? You don't want to have one stacked unit and then have like no skill on the second unit. I think Lafreniere are going to have skill. But, bro, similar to what Panarin does on the first unit where he comes down his forehand side, I think Lafreniere uh-huh. should be doing the same thing, similar to Austin Matthews. I know his shot isn't as lethal as Matthews is, but he has, like, a similar playmaking ability to Matthews in a sense where, uh-huh. obviously, his shot's not his biggest threat, but he sees the ice so well and he can shoot the puck where I would love to see Lafreniere in that Matthews position on the second unit. Well, I mean, God, he is I mean, he is the prettiest skater in the league, so he, he, is, he, he is, deserves dude. it. He is. Um, yeah. I don't now know. Now we got to do cop. Let's save, let's save Lafreniere for the next line. Okay. 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 Copper. Andrew cop. Tough one too. Very tough one because if you talk to me three weeks ago or four weeks ago, it's no, sick. not even penguin series. He played, he played unbelievable in the penguin series. Yeah. And it's then four weeks ago. Dipshit. That was four weeks. Yeah. We, this is six weeks of playoffs. Oh man. It's been a, what a ride. Yeah. So I would, I would have said cop was an a plus after the penguin series, but yeah, I'm going with the, the, the B minus B plus range. Man. No, no. B plus is crazy. Yeah. B-. No way is he getting a B plus. Yeah. I mean, he, he really he, stepped it up though. Like when he came here in the regular season, because yeah. you got to remember too, like obviously the narrative at the end of the year in this Tampa series was the five and five struggle, but the team before the deadline was a huge struggle at five and five and cop right. really came in and helped that. So yeah. his regular season was incredible. His playoffs had a great start, but then, yeah, yeah he definitely one point uh, in his last eight games. That was down. Very tough. Um, yeah, I'm going B minus for him for sure. Um, now the kid line. The kid line, which will probably be no more. You start this one. Lafreniere. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him a B plus if I'm being honest. I, I you know, like is is his offensive ability there yet? No. But again, I would love to see this kid on power play one. I think if you put him on power play one an entire season, he's a 50-point player. He had 31 points this year, 19 goals, 12 assists, and he played like 25 games with like Dryden, like a combination of like Dryden Hunt and, and Johnny Brzezinski, you know, and, and then Hedl as well. And Hedl stunk <laughs> during the regular season for, for a good portion of the season. Like he was hurt and, you know, he, he wasn't playing to his ability and stuff like that. And he really blossomed and flourished come playoffs. So – I think Lafreniere should definitely get a look on power play one. Um, if not, he should be running power play two. So I think you got to give this kid a chance. I'm going to be plus. I thought he had a really, really nice postseason. Um, so what, what's your thoughts on Lafreniere? And I think that's a nice thing too. I'm going to go with the B plus as well, because his expectations weren't so high because he's so young. Right. Right. Second season, first full season in the NHL. Um, and I, I was really proud of him. I thought he just stepped it up in every other aspect of the game physically. And to see Almost that killed Victor Hedman. Oh my God. I don't know how that wasn't called. That, that but, was bad. Yeah. Oh, that was so bad. Could he but, have a, could he get a suspension? Like when the year starts, is they, that possible? No, but they totally would have reviewed that. Um, if the Rangers had won that game, I think there would have been a potential suspension for him for game seven. Okay. Cause he elbowed him right in the face. Yeah. Uh, whether it was purposely or not, I don't know. Well, wasn't Brendan Lemieux when he was on a Ranger. Didn't he get like suspended the last game of the season? And then he was, he was he missed like the first two games of the season. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, that right? sounds right. That's right? right. So mm-hmm. like I was just thinking, I was wondering if that could happen to Lafreniere possibly. 
It could. I mean, I haven't heard anything about it, but it definitely could. But the one thing about Lafreniere that I, I mean, I don't know if this comparison is there yet, but I've been saying Brad Marchand. Um, he's yeah, obviously I've, not. He's not the chirper you. that Marchand is, or or the shit talker. I don't know, man. I don't know. Lafreniere was giving it to everyone. The the amount of chirps he was giving Stamkos was just grade A. I loved it. I, mm-hmm. I thought he was chippy as could be, physical as could be, and. In that Tampa series, I think he only had maybe one point in Tampa or two points in Tampa series. But you know what? He played great, though. He played great. Mm -hmm. Physical. I I mean, you knew his presence was there every game. And he's one of the only players on the team I could say that for. So I fucking love him. So I don't have to. Same. I got his jersey. Yeah, I don't got to pump his tires anymore. Yeah, you are sold out. (laughs) Um, I think everyone that listens to this episode or listens to this show knows how I feel about Lafreniere. So I'm giving him that B+. And I'm really excited about his game next year. I think he'll obviously turn it up a notch a little bit next year. Now that he knows, right? You know, he has the landscape of the league now. I think under his belt, so that's only going to help him so much more. And his confidence should be so high going into next season. And obviously, you know, maybe his playing time will go up next year. Who knows? I hope it does. I yeah. mean, this when he went. Remember? Oh my gosh! I, I sorry. Last thing I have to bring up. Do you remember at the beginning, towards middle of the season, Lafreniere was getting like. 11 minutes a night mm-hmm. when, when guys like Rooney were getting like 16, 17 or hunt was getting, that was crazy. So just imagine how many more points he could have had this season if he truly got, you know, what he deserves. So I'm excited to see where he goes next year. I think a huge year from him is to be expected and, and, you know, he needs to take that next step, but, um, Heedle and Kako, let's do these two together. Heedle, I'm going C plus and, I thought he had a really good postseason. Um, I thought his regular season was not you said good at C+? all. C plus. Yes, yes, I said wow. C plus. So I, I told you I'm not being. I'm. You thought I was being nice, but I'm not. So Heedle, I thought in the regular season he had a really poor regular season. I would give him around like a, a C minus, and I thought he had a really good postseason. So I'd give him in the B B plus range. So that's why I'm settling on C plus. Um, I thought I listen, I thought he flourished in the postseason and um yeah, that's what I'm going with. His regular season was booty cheeks. That's that's <laughs> why you just looked it up and you were no, like, No, 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 I just I just know for a fact. Yeah, I mean, he had he like had, he had like 15 points or something, like 20 points or something crazy. Yeah, he had, so he had 22 points and he's like the only player in the top nine that was a dash. Yeah. He was minus yeah. one on the regular yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he played really poor in the regular season. And that's why it was so encouraging to see how well he played in the postseason because, but I feel like that's what he does. He like gives you a taste of greatness and then he like shows what, you. So what has he shown that before? This is the first time. Dude, that preseason when he had a hat trick. I don't even remember. I don't watch preseason. You should. It's electric, man. No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, yeah, he had, yeah, like like two years ago or a year ago, he had uh, he had a hat trick in the preseason, and then like he'd have those games where he'd have like two goals, and then just go like 15 straight games with no goals or whatever. But anyways, it's new dawn for Filipino, and hopefully he is good next year. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think C plus is unfair. I, I I'm gonna say B. You're, I mean, you're allowed to disagree. You don't yeah. have to disagree with me on it. I mean, I, agree with me on everyone. I'm going to say B minus or B. Um, obviously, like I just said, his regular season was not very good, but he was the most consistent booty guy. Cheeks, quote yeah, unquote. Cheeks, quote unquote. But he was the most consistent guy. I actually do want to shout out the Blue Shirts Breakaway guys. because I think someone tweeted at Greg a couple weeks ago, Filipino's not that good. He only performs in the playoffs. And Greg was like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I mean, it is the point. That's, yeah. that's all you can ask for. That's so. all you can ask for. 
If you want to give him a super boost, I would I would tip him over to B minus. Yeah. If if you, I don't think he deserves a C plus. A C is cruel. Well, get ready for Capo Caco. Oh, so, God. um, so I'm giving Caco a C minus. Um, oh, I just, D. oh, yeah, no, I just think Caco, like, I don't know, man, he just underperformed. Like, it's as simple as that. What, what was he in there? I know he missed. He missed like half the season, right? Yeah, he Didn't he only play like games. 47 games or something like that? Yeah. So he missed half the season, but what did he have? 14 points, 15 points, something like that. So yeah, he, 18 uh, points, seven goals, 18, 11 assists, 18 points. So that's right on par for like 35 points. I mean, it's his third year in the league. Like he, he, he needs to be better than that. Um, you know, there was, there was just too many games where he was not a noticeable player. Um, but that being said, then he had other games like against Pittsburgh where he played incredibly heavy, even against Carolina, he had some really heavy shifts and heavy games. So he's another tough one. That being said, I'm going with a C minus for him. How about yourself? I I was going to say like a D plus. That's fine. I I didn't know D's could give pluses, but I don't know. I don't know if I can. I was never the best student, but I'm going to go D plus if that's a thing. And, and only because obviously, like we said, he did face a ton of injury issues this year, but, there was never like pure domination, you uh-huh. know, like there were moments where Lafreniere just like looked dominant and like looked confident and looked great. And Kako didn't really have those moments. Like he didn't yeah. really, he didn't really show any sort of dominance or any sort of like personal growth. I mean, I know he played solid, but, and I know he's still so young, but I just, I just want to see more from him. And, and I know. listen, I, I'm not asking him to be a Lafreniere, but I hate to say it. And I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt and I hate to say it, but like, I know the kid is like 22 years old, but I really think, is he 22 or is he 20? What is he? 21? I'll check right now. Okay. He is 21. So he's 21 and I really hate to say this, but like, I think next year is a huge season from him, right? Like if he does this again, and let's say the Rangers sign him to a bridge deal this summer, which is like pretty, pretty set on. I feel like unless somehow they agree on a one year, mm-hmm. which I doubt. Yeah. Two, like two year deal, three year deal. Yeah. Like he, he might be gone after that, man. Like he's not going to get re-signed again. I don't think if he doesn't, if he doesn't like have a really big season, I, I, I don't know, but I think he's another guy that you look at this off season and you're just like, you need him to break out. Right you need him to break out. And it's f- funny enough, the off season before, like what, what before this season, everybody was saying in order for the Rangers to make the playoffs, they need Lafreniere, Kravtsov, who's not here, obviously. And then Kako to have a breakout season. And none of them had a breakout season. I mean, you could argue for Lafreniere, but I wouldn't, but like we still ended up being that good. So imagine these two kids having that breakout season and how far we can go. So I don't know. What's what's your thoughts on him? Well, the thing with Kako that I think does need time is just his skating ability because he, he right. has shown so you know, slow. He, he's oh. shown he yeah so he, slow. He's shown he can pass the puck. He can shoot. He's got some skill. He just he, he just hasn't put it all together yet. And yeah, I do think like you know in two three years maybe four. I, I, there's a lot of potential there. There is. It just takes it takes some guys some more time to develop. You know. Look at Anthony Duclair. Look at yeah. Anthony Duclair. Same thing. Similar yeah. thing. You know, Duclair was a number two overall, but like, right. You can't just look at number two overall and be like, oh, he should be so much better. You know? Right. But the issue is in situations like this, this Rangers team is not a rebuilding team. 
This is a yeah. team that is now contending Windows for open. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Window is open. I think you could argue now that they're contending for the cup, right? You could say they're. No, I think with Igor, yeah, with Igor, yeah. you're a fucking contender. So, so you know, when a team is contending for the cup like this, guys of that much value that are drafted second overall, third overall, something like that, like they're going to get moved if they're not breaking out, no matter how young they are, on like their second contract when that's up. So that's just something to keep your eye on. I mean, listen, I, I'm pulling for the kid. I, I hope he does break out and and. Definitely proves us wrong because I would love to see that. But uh, anyways, well, maybe he's point. maybe he's trade bait for Patrick Kane. Who knows? Oh, stop it. Uh, <laughs> we'll have plenty of trade talk this offseason. Yeah. But um, he loves his trades. You know, I do. Um, <laughs> On to the fourth line. I would argue this is the best fourth line we have had in like 15 years. Since the Blair um, Betts days. Yeah. So Mott, Goodrow, and Reeves. I'm going to do all three of these guys together. Mott, I'm giving an A minus. I thought he surpassed every expectation and every test we threw at him. Awesome addition. Would love to re-sign the guy. Goudreau, I'm giving him a B. I, I think that's that's very fair for him. I think that's perfect for him. He did everything you asked him to do. He played from anywhere on the first line to the fourth line. Was all over the ice in every position. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to say like, oh, he didn't score a ton. Like that's not what we meant. We meant for him to do when we traded for him. And he did have a career high in points, which is great. So hopefully maybe he adds some more like point value in the, in the years coming. And then for Reeves, I'm going to go with a C plus Uh, another guy. Like I think a C plus is fair for him. I think he kind of did like nobody was expecting Reeves to come in and like be an A or, you know, anything like that, a B plus, but like he came in, he did his job. The one thing like I would have loved to see more from him is to fight. We, we traded for the guy to fight. And he had two fights all season. So I think maybe if he, you know, fought a little more, rung the bell, whatever, maybe I would have given him a, a B minus or a B, but he didn't. Like it was more so like his presence made guys scared, you know, whatever. But I would argue the Rangers had more fights than ever. So, so I don't even know. But uh, what's your take? So I'll start with Mott. I think we're pretty aligned in that category. He did exactly what was expected of him. Um, could he have scored more? Yeah, he had a couple of chances that he didn't bury. But, you know, like you said, he's not really out there to score goals. That's just an added bonus. Um, yeah. Although he does have a ton of skill, Barclay Goodrow, I thought he was a warrior in the playoffs. He got, a, he literally had like a broken foot. He came back. He played his balls off. You know, obviously he's not uh-huh. much of a a goal scorer as well. He could have maybe put up a couple more points, but right, he was great, dude. He blocked so many shots, just did the little things, and and you could just sense his leadership. And then, uh, wait, what what did I give him? I I didn't give Goodrow a grade. I'll give him like a B. I'll give okay. Goodrow a B. And Same you, as you, me, you yeah. gave Mott like an A minus. I gave Mott an A minus. Goudreau yeah. B and Reeves a C plus. I'll give Mott an A. Okay. Goudreau a B a B, and I'll, I'll I'll be nicer to Reeves because I do think Reeves helped set the standard, and mm. he's a big culture guy, which is really important. And for sure, I, I know no like I know it. he didn't really play his best in the playoffs, but I really wish they had him out there in the games that he was scratched. I think he just does bring a different vibe and energy to that locker room. Couldn't get worse than Rooney. That's Literally for sure. couldn't, Yeah. I mean, like they're <laughs> like, you know, the result is the same. So yeah. um, I'm going to give Reeves that B plus just, wow. You know, okay. I, I just, I, I really understand what it's like to be in a room where everyone gets along because it's such a big thing. And mm-hmm. a big reason why the Rangers had so much success is simply because they just had so many good people in that locker room. You hear all the players say it like, we really love each other. Like none of us wanted this to end. Everyone clicks, everyone gets along. And Reeves is one of those glue guys that came in and helped that. So mm-hmm. that's why I think Reeves deserves that B plus because when you have that belief in the room that Reeves kind of brought, it makes your team so much better. And they yeah. got here, you know, 
due to that belief, right? Like yeah. they were down three, one to Pittsburgh, looked cooked down to nothing in game five. Not that Ryan Reeves sparked any comeback, but like he definitely helped on the bench. I'm sure getting the guys up and ready to go. I mean, his like yeah. screaming in the locker room at the starting lineup, you know, definitely boosted them. I think whatever, yep. whatever effect, but yeah, I'm giving Reeves a B plus. I think he was just great for the culture. All right. That's fine. Uh, defenseman pairs start with Fox Langren. I'm going, I'm going a across the board for these yeah. guys. Um, for both of them, I'm going to give an A. Foxy, good as ever. D- d- you know, he didn't – He actually, some people will say he didn't perform to his Norris caliber. I, th- I think he did. I would argue he did. It's just guys like Kale McCarr and, and Roman Yossi had a better season. But I thought Fox played great. And same with Lingren. I mean, Lingren, we've said it many times. I think he's the defensive catal- catalyst for this team. And he played great as well, um, giving him A's across the board. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Love those two. I think they'll be a top, if they're not top two, top four pair for the next five plus years to the Rangers at least. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the Miller Truba unit could be the number one unit. I don't really know what the vibe is on that. They've been starting most of the games lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Foxy and Lingren, what, can, what more can you ask for from two young guys in their first playoff run? Yep. All right. Keandre and Truba. Uh, Keandre is the only non goalie player. I'm going to go with an A plus for wow. Keandre. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with an A plus for Keandre. I think he the guy who wanted to trade him back in January, dude, I said for Patrick line and you know what? (laughs) I've I'll apologize for the 10th time. If I need to, Um, I would lock him up right now. If we could, if we had any cap space, but we don't. Mm -hmm. And I think the guy is a defensive wizard and he is a superstar. And I think these playoffs were truly his coming out party. You saw how talented he could just be and, you know, how locked down of a player he is. I, I mean, I, I countless amount of times he just locked down guys, top players and pretty much everything you can ask for in a defenseman. So I'm going a plus for him. And I think Truba is probably on this team. I, I take it back with Panarin and Strom. He's probably the hardest guy to grade. Um, he's, you know, I was just going to say he's the, he's the love hate also. He's very, very much love hate. Um, you know, he, I don't like to blame one single player for this loss uh, against Tampa. I think it was more so the team as a whole, they ran out of gas, but one could point to two games that, you know, game three, he cost us the game for sure. There's no question about it. Like single-handedly, you know, three penalties, two goals. And then on that four man advantage for on that four man, uh, four, sorry, four minute, uh, penalty, you know, he, he cost us there. So definitely cost us that game. And that's a series shifter three Oh. And then, you know, last night, I don't think we would have won anyways, but he did get burned on that stamp coast goal 19 seconds yeah. later. So you just, you just can't get caught like that. I know you're tired. I know you played a lot, but you, you got it. You know, you're, you're an $8 million player, which is a lot of money in hockey and you need to play like an $8 million player. That being said, on the other side of the spectrum, Truba had many, many games where he shifted the game's balance from major hits and did some sort of physicality against another player where it changed the tempo of the game for the better. So that being said, and I, I listen, I do think he had a really good regular season this year, much better than his last two seasons. Um, and his offensive production appeared out of nowhere again and, and, you know, got back to normal because he was on the power play a little more and, and stuff like that. So I'm going to give him a B. Um, what's, what's your take on those two guys? Yeah, I was curious what you'd say as far as the gray goes for Truba. I think obviously everyone's on the same page with Keandre. He's been, you know, the, the most improved player throughout the entire year. He's been incredible. Yeah. And 
he's obviously the guy that we're all most excited about, I think, going into next season. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't really have to harp on that too much. I think you did a great job breaking that one down. The Trouba thing, you were also pretty spot on, but Trouba's regular season, like you said, was pretty incredible. I mean, the guy had 39 points, was plus 25. He had 11 goals, which is just, I gave just him as much as Fox. I gave him an A in regular yeah. season, but I gave him a C in playoffs. Just as much as Foxy. And, and they were so shut down uh, in the regular season, and they yeah. were supposed to be shut down in the playoffs. Obviously, it didn't really go their way towards the end. Yep. But uh, uh, it frustrates me because I know that Truba isn't the most offensively skilled player, yet he did step up in so many different moments. I mean, I think back to his huge goal in Game 5 against the Penguins. Um, that was a massive goal, that backhander that looked like a Norris Trophy defenseman type of play, makes the move around Jeff Carter, I believe, comes into the slot and backhands a five-hole, and... You know, yeah, but you just, can't look at his offense. I mean, his offensive no, no, no. production in the playoffs was five points. You of know, course, of like, course, but that, but that's just like a, that's a big moment. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure, for um, sure. Was he the best player in the big moments? Not necessarily, but like he was definitely a big part of those big comebacks. Um, as far as shutting these guys down, you know, the, the um, issue with Truba man is is for the duration of hate, his. Bro. Just I, I know, and and for the duration of his career as a New York Ranger, he's always going to be associated with his eight million dollar price tag, yeah. always. So yeah. that is, you know, like if he was a four million dollar player, nobody would give him this kind of attention or you know slack. They'd be like, yeah, he's great for what he is, but he's not, and that's that's the issue, I think. So, yeah, I don't know. What's your grade? Well, I think that's also he's not running the first power play unit because of Foxy. You know, I think mm. we've talked about that before, but I'm going to say, I, I happen to love Jacob Truba. So I'm going to give him the B plus. Okay. Because, you know, obviously listen, he was pretty horrendous with his puck decision-making. Um, he probably had like, I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'm sure his turnovers were, if not first on the team, maybe second in the playoffs. We can pull that up quick. Yeah. Um, trying to find turnovers here. I can't find that stat, but yeah, I'm just going to give him a B plus because he was a leader all season. He helped carry this team, you know, to this point, obviously he didn't have his most consistent performance throughout the playoffs, but I think in those big games that the Rangers want and need to come back, he was a, a key cog in the machine. So I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay. That, yeah, that's fine. And then also his penalty killing. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. His penalty killing is good for sure. Um, and then Braun Nemeth and Schneider Schneider. I'm going with a B. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this kid came out of the blue. Nobody expected him to stay up on the team and he never went back down. Once they called him up pretty much did everything, you know, they asked of him. He's, he's another guy who's not going to be an offensive talent or anything like that. He's just going to be a lockdown guy. And honestly, that's all you need for the third pair, right? That's all you can ask for. And that's all you need. And I think giving him another year or two, um, to really play in this league, he's going to get so much better and having 20 post-game seasons under his belt, just going to, just going to get even better. Um, Braun Nemeth, man, I, like I, honestly, Nemeth's an F. I, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. ne- oh, Nemeth's yeah. an F. For and sure. Braun, like Braun was much better. I, I would give him a D, like maybe an F. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even want to talk about those two guys. Um, you know, that's, that's clearly a big need for the Rangers this off season. They're going to need to figure out some way to, either have a third pair D or just call up Zach Jones already. So they're going to need to figure something out there. Um, what about yourself? I'm hoping it's Jones and Schneider uh, as that third pair. Next yeah. Season. I mean, the land just proved that kids can play together and, it, and yeah. it'll be okay. So yeah, good line. Good line. I think, I think Braun is uh, just a B, you know, I, I don't think a B. Yeah. What'd you give him? Oh, I give him a D. 
You did? Yeah, well, I thought he was I mean, terrible. Dude, he's like 36 years old. I know, but but that's not our problem. No, but like, what, what did you expect from him? You Just know? to be a sound defenseman to like, do you know, who has 100 postseason games under his belt to actually play defense. The, the one play that, I, that like stands out to me was that Bogosian play, which was like, you know, once in a blue moon. But it's not like he was such a liability. I mean, his plus minus rating was zero. Like it's not like he was a dash five or anything. Like I just thought he was what I just thought he was a body man. And anyone who's a body to me is a D or C minus. I just like I, I didn't have high expect- expectations for him. So I'm not like, you know, okay. All right. Yeah, I that's mean, fine. You're entitled. Yeah. Like Schneider, I actually expected a little bit more from, even though he's obviously a rookie, but with his regular season, I thought he'd like have a little bit more of an impact offensively. Right. Um, but I can't believe you gave Nemeth a C. Like, were you even watching the same games I was watching? I didn't give Nemeth a C. I give Nemeth no, I'm, I'm just F minus. Give him lower than an F. Well, the lineup is what changed the entire postseason, I think. Yeah. And then um, who am I missing? So Schneider, Braun. No, you said everybody. Oh, and then yeah. and then Igor. A plus, 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 plus. Plus, 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 plus. Yeah. Um, no, don't even need to talk about him. Just we have Igor. Yeah, and then um, Georgiev, I feel for the guy. I do. So I'm going to give him a C. He's very inconsistent, but not bad, not good. Um, he's he was also great good. in the playoff game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, he came in like whatever. All right, I'm going to give him a C plus. I'm going to give him a C plus. Like, you know, he's fine for a backup. Like not, not what you want if your goalie gets hurt really per se, but he's shown time and time again that he's, he's better. He's like fine wine, right? He's better with age. So, so the more he, more games he plays, the better he's going to be. So, I'm going to give him a C plus. Um, do you agree or disagree, or we can move on to Gallant? I mean, his regular season was pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, besides the end, but he did. I, 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 I think it's just a C. I can't. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, I don't even know that's what else yeah. C C plus whatever. Same shit. Uh, Gallant, Gallant, Gallant. Uh, Galant the ant man. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a B plus for him. I think that's pretty fair in his first season, right? He took this team who wasn't even in playoffs for the past five seasons, turns it around in his first year, makes us and takes us to the Eastern Conference Finals game six. Um, we were a 110 point team. I I think he is not an X and O's guy. I would, I would say, right. We would say that's fair. Definitely he's like not, not, not an guy, but he's, he's a big players coach. Um, I do think he has like pretty good intuition outside of game seven uh, yesterday, but um, I, I do think he has pretty good intuition in terms of like games. Like he, he calls timeouts at the right time and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, I like him. I've, I said that earlier and I'm going with a B plus. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I, I think obviously a lot of the season was kind of, to Igor's credit, right? Like Igor carried us a little bit, but Gallant, I mean, got the guys to play hard for him. And that's all you can really ask for as a coach, right? These guys like did play their hearts out most nights. I know they weren't the better team every night, but they gave an effort and they went down swinging uh-huh. too. You know, they could have easily folded and given up in that game six that we watched the other night. But, you know, you, you saw the passion come from Gallant all year long. And as a fan, I think you want your coach to have passion. Like we see so many of these coaches, like just super boring and don't seem to like click with the players that much where right. he's the opposite, right? Like the players seem to love him. Like that little video of him, like slapping Frankie on the back of the head. I don't know if you saw that. He's like, what are you yes. laughing at over yeah. there? You'll yeah, be a coach great. one day. You'll see. Like you can just yeah. sense like, yeah. like he fucks no, with the guys. The guys fuck that with him, dude. you know? Yeah. So I, I think giving him a B plus is fair. He was a Jack Adams finalist. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think he should have won it, but 
the fact that he was there says a lot about him. Um, obviously, John Cooper had some high he, praise for him as well. Yeah. Going after yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, no, I was I was just gonna say he uh, he should have took second, but he took third. Yeah. Funny enough. Um, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think that's it in terms of grades. Some other things. Our boy Kravstoff just got re-signed, which is interesting. Is there play. any chance he suits up? Like one to a hundred. Honestly, what what percentage are you giving him? Maybe three. Three. Boom. Yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Uh, same thing. I, I don't see it. Um, I think it's gonna be like, I guess a sign and trade, or I don't know. I I'm like that. I think we'll get some good value for him. Yeah, I, that's true. Well, well, he did. He did play good he in the great playoffs or whatever. Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, he's he's got to get moved at the draft. I think. Like, I think that's their last chance to move him. I mean, I don't know when else they're going to move him, right? Because the draft is after free agency, so it's no, out it's there before. Before. Oh, is it? Is it before? The draft, I think, is like end of June, and then free agency is usually July one, unless it's different this year. Because the draft's of, in like two weeks. Usually, is it? Is it different this year? I thought it was maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe not. Our, our season's been messed up for like three years now. So who knows? All right. Well, anyway, so he's probably not suiting up. So sorry if, if you were hoping for that, but um, what's, what's one thing you want the Rangers to try and improve on this summer? Like just one thing that you saw in these playoffs where you're like, that's a, a very big point and part as to why we ended up getting beat, um, you know, and, and how, how can they improve? I mean, I think the obvious answer would be that second line center, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the obvious answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking a position player. I was thinking like an actual thing. And to like me, to me, it's clearing the puck from the defensive zone. I think we play, you know, when when a team gets in in our zone, they they kind of hang around there for like three, four minutes until we can like get our wins. And I, I guess that can lead to agility as well, right? Yeah. Conditioning a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, know, our transition game is not very strong. Right, that's right, exactly. So that's that's like what I was uh, leaning into. But you did mention two C. So like, based on that, I was gonna say, what do you think the Rangers' biggest needs this summer are? I mean, I think to me, the the only two things they need is if if they resign some guys, is like two C and a third pair D man, right? And maybe a better backup goalie. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think I think they're gonna like just go vetman for backup goalie and hope for the best. Um, you know, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but again, Igor does get hurt from time to time. So that, that could be a worth worthy investment. Um, all right. And that being said, so right now we have 12 and a half million dollars, just about something like that to fill out the rest of our roster for this summer. Um, if we do buy out Nemeth, which I think we all hope that we do buy out Nemeth, we should be around 14, 14.2. Um, so we have some RFAs, we have some UFAs, so I'm going to run through the list. Just tell me if you want them to stay or go. Gautier? Care less. <laughs> gone. Okay, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Kako? He's staying, obviously. I want Kako to stay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sammy Blay, RFA. Is there a spot for him? I mean, it's tough, right? It's tough. Um, I mean, he could be a solid, like, fourth line. Wing. I'm. It's tough. He's not, not going to play on the fourth line. Yeah. We, yeah. We're, our fourth line's locked up if yeah. we get, I don't you know? know? I could see him being in over Kako. You could see him what? Being in over Kako. Really? So them letting Kako walk? Yeah. It's, 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 I guess it's possible. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Um, Georgiev, he's a goner for sure. Um, dude, you look like, uh, right know. now, you look like Doug from, uh, remember that show Doug with Quailman? No clue. You're, yeah, you were probably fucking. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Anyways, cop. I think he's gone. Yeah, me too. He's he's, gone. he's yeah. I think he played himself out of it. Same with Strom, who's next on my list. I think he's gone too. Um, you think Strom is back or gone? I don't know because Panarin definitely loves him, but I, I mean, bro, I, I hate to say because you know Panarin's one of my guys, but like yeah. I think he lost some leverage in terms of like who he loves and who he doesn't. Like yeah. from this from this postseason, I don't think they're gonna frankly give a shit. Yeah, um, I think I think Strom's gone. I, I okay. like yeah, I think he's gone. Mott to me Stays. Uh, must must resign at all costs. I think he's the guy out of the four. Um, Vetrano, another guy I would love for him to stay. What's your thoughts? You know me, dude. I love Frankie V. I'm the Frankie V fan club. I want yep. him to stay. I my 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 main priority is uh, him and uh, Mott. I I feel like that's every got to be everybody's at this point. Um, McKeg. Some, some people are cop over over. Uh, Toronto, I feel like <laughs> no way for me. Um, McKeg, he's gone. Rooney, I feel like his his time's up. He's he's a goner probably. He's a great penalty killer, but mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, eh. and then and then Braun's gone, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay, so Braun's gone. So there you have it. Um, I guess the only other thing I wanted to say was like, actually, two things. First. What do the Rangers need to do in order to get back to the conference finals next season? If you had to say like two things, like what what would they be to get us back there and maybe even to the cup? Not have to fucking play from behind. You got to mm-hmm. be able to close teams down or sh- or shut them down when you have a lead. I mean, that's the that's the difference in this series. That two nothing lead in game three, you couldn't going shut them into down. the third, going into you couldn't the shut them down, and that's that's where you lost the series. Everything yeah. shifted. Yeah. So just learning how to close out games. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think that's probably number one, which is just playing a full 60 minutes. We've said it countless and countless amounts of times. And for me, number two is honestly Lafreniere taking a huge growth step. Like I think that is going to be such a huge part of this team's chance because imagine with Panarin, Kreider, uh, Mika, let's just say like Vetrana, whatever, and your 2C, like imagine we had another guy on the third line or like Lafreniere, if he played on the second line, another guy that's like a Kreider who can just score. And then another guy who's like Panarin in terms of assists, like that's what we need Lafreniere to be. We're not asking him to be the next Panarin because he's probably not going to be. But that being said, I do think he can be a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see him take that next step. But he's still so young. You got to remember. Yeah, he's, he's 20 years so old. I, yeah. I know. I, I I agree. But I feel like, I don't know. I've said this to you. I said this to you. I think it was during like the Evolving Wild podcast. Like, I feel like players don't break out until like, you know, 24, 25, whatever. But I feel like by their third full NHL season, like, you know what you have with them, you know? Like, you know what you have with them, right? So like, this is his third season and you're going to know based on how he's playing, if he's making those flashy plays, if he's making those crazy assists, if he's scoring more, you know, playing physical like he did in the playoffs, like you're going to know if this kid is actually a superstar or not. So Mm -hmm. I would love to see that from him. Um, Is there anything else you had on that? No, Cody, honestly, I thought you hit the points right on the head or hit the nail on the head, whatever the saying is, but. um, Or eat the coffin. Yeah, I I just want to thank everyone that's listened to our show throughout the season. We're going to continue to have episodes once a week, probably every Monday through the off season. But I think we might take two weeks off after the Stanley Cup final. We haven't really decided that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just those like in between weeks where there's not much going on, just right. so we can kind of like regrouping and, and uh, you know, gather our thoughts and come back ready. But 
Um, you know, this season has been an absolute blast. I wouldn't change a thing. Cody and I yeah. got to meet so many of our listeners, fans, uh, everyone. And, and just these last six weeks of the playoff run have been so much fucking fun. Like, oh, so fun. Cannot explain it. Like the, the, the beers at Mustang Harry's, the post games, the, the viewing parties, everything would not change a thing. So, you know, hopefully, like we said, the window just began and, you know, this team can be relevant for the next five to seven years and we can just mm-hmm. do more of this because it really has been such a blast. So just want to thank all of you for supporting us. It really has been so much fun and we're going to continue to talk to you all summer. So definitely keep tuning in every week, send in your questions, whatever you want. If it's trade stuff or contracts, please send them to Cody and not me. Cause I don't have the answer, <laughs> uh, but we love Johnny, you guys. Johnny's not an X nose guy. He's no, like definitely land. not, but we love you guys so much. And I can't express it, how much it means to us, just the support, the tweets, the Instagram DMS, everything. Um, it's so much fun. So just thank you for me. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing ride. Um, definitely thank you all. You know, like Johnny, Johnny pretty much covered all the base of the points, but it's been amazing. Um, I did just want to add, yeah, we are we are gonna pop episodes off every every Monday. Um, with great guests. With yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. We have some really good guests lined up, um, some former players and and things like that. So we so we got some really good stuff lined up. So uh we're definitely excited to uh share with you guys and uh yeah, keep tuning in and Always and forever, LFGR, baby. Mm-hmm. No quit in the Blue Yorker. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> we love you guys. Peace. We are the people we've been waiting for. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.